mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com I'm Mia, and I'm here with my mom, Danielle, and we're married and martinis today. Yes! Mia is here for her second episode of Marriage and Martinis, and this, but this is your first interview. Oh, yeah, and I'm very excited for it. Uh, you did a great job. I can't Thank wait you. For, I can't wait for everybody to hear. Would you like to tell everybody a little bit about why we did this episode and a little bit about our guest? Okay, so we were talking to Chloe Hagen. She's an autism ag- advocate and she's an influencer, mainly on TikTok is where she's most popular. But she also has a YouTube channel and you can follow her on all handles at Princess Aspian. And you found her on uh, TikTok when you were sort of, we talk about it in the episode, when you were sort of going through a time of kind of just like figuring out a lot about who you are and maybe that you were uh, neurodivergent. Um, And so when you found her, she really affected you. Yeah, definitely. She was one of the first people who made me think like, hey, maybe this is me. I'm identifying with a lot of this. And like, sure, there was still some pushback in my brain. I was like, no, you can't be this. But she helped me through so much of it. And I'm so happy to have found her. Awesome. And Chloe was so wonderful. I can't wait for everybody to hear this. There's so much good information, uh, both from the perspective of Chloe and also Mia. And also I tell a little bit of uh, my story on the other side of when Mia came to me um, saying that she wanted to get evaluated and for um, autism. For autism, yep. And that, um, you know, sort of just our our history with it and a little bit about how, um, I don't know, how you were nervous about telling me and all of that. So there's there's definitely a lot of vulnerability in this episode. Um, So Chloe Hayden is an ambassador for autism organizations worldwide. She's written teaching manuals for educators and psychologists. Um, She has a sensory-friendly clothing line. She's created learning and development tools to help nonverbal autistics travel the world speaking on autism and disabilities. And she has a huge online following uh, that's all dedicated to learning about autism and growing an understanding that we are, or that that the autism community is different, not less. And April is Autism Awareness Month. Um, So I'm just so grateful that chloe decided to do the episode with us oh my god same here same here yeah <laughs> i know you are everyone can <laughs> see that picture of you you look so happy so uh everyone enjoy go follow chloe hayden at princess aspian all over um on all the platforms and enjoy listening hi uh welcome to the podcast we're so excited to have you here i know i'm so excited and happy to be talking to you um and uh just uh, when I started questioning whether or not I was like neurotypical and stuff, um, I found that was like around the time I found you on TikTok. And I'm so, so thankful that I did. You talked about things like special interests and growing up feeling like you couldn't live up to people's expectations and trouble with communication that started to make me feel like a bit more seen and helped me start to figure myself out a bit more. Thanks to you, I've gained the courage to like talk about what I'm going through and I'm now in the process of getting evaluated and possibly even getting a diagnosis. And I love you and I look up to you so much, but is there any chance you could maybe share about like a bit about your message and like who you are and maybe your journey and stuff like that? Yeah, of course. Um, first of all, that's freaking sick. I'm so excited <laughs> that I, I love hearing stories from people. That's, I'm so excited about that. Um, Okay, my own journey, my own story. Um, I'm Chloe, I'm 23, I'm autistic, I have ADHD. Um, I got diagnosed as autistic when I was 
um, 12, almost 13. And my diagnosis journey, I hear so many stories of girls on the spectrum that um, had so many misdiagnoses and so many um, like issues, but trying to find out who they are. Um, with my diagnosis, I had struggled for a very long time um, trying to figure out who I was and trying to figure out what, what that meant and what my place in the world was. Um, I had been to 13 different schools. I had been horrendously bullied by teachers and students. I always told mum and dad that I felt like I didn't belong here, that there must have been a mistake. Um, and it wasn't until I went to a psychologist and she diagnosed me as autistic and we had no idea what autism was. Like my mum had only heard of, of the very um, Hollywood-based stereotype of autism, you know, um, like what's eating Gilbert Grape and Sheldon Cooper and all that sort of stuff um she'd never heard of autism for she'd never heard of autism as in you know this is my daughter and and she she seems kind of normal so I don't know it doesn't make sense um and I got my diagnosis and mum was like how can this be possible this isn't what autism is um so autism was never even on the radar it wasn't like we were struggling to get an autism diagnosis we were just struggling to find out what was going on in my brain in the first place um and then I got this autism diagnosis and we did a lot of research on it and studied a lot about it. And the more that I started to research, the more that I was like, oh my goodness, this makes so much sense. Like, this is what my identity is and everything makes sense now. Um, and it was the first one in my life where I was like, okay, maybe I am different, but maybe there's a whole lot of other people out there that have the exact same set of differences as me. And that was such a, that was such a wow moment. Like I was such like a zing moment where I was like, I've got it now. Like, I understand who I am and there's a whole lot more people out there that are just like me. Um, but at this point in time, no one was really talking about it. There was no one speaking for us that was us. The only people speaking for us were um, psychologists and professionals and, and parents who would speak very derogatory of their autistic children. Um, so I started sharing my story and started talking about my own life and my own journey. And when I started talking about my journey, other people started sharing this with me too. And I kind of realized I'm like, well, this is something that people need. We need, we need autistic creators. We need autistic people just talking unashamedly about being autistic. Um, and like from there, it just kind of blew off and a, a lot of things have happened since then. But um, it started off as a very, very baby steps to a very big journey. And this was 10 years ago when you were 13? Yes. Mm-hmm. You've come like so far since then. It's like so cool <laughs> to see that like it's so cool to see like actually like autistic adults, especially like female adults, like speaking out like about like your own experiences and stuff and like living your truth. It's just so nice to see and so cool. How did you Thank feel you. when you first got your diagnosis? Were you was there part of you that was worried about being stigmatized or Dude, my mom cried. Like when I got my diagnosis, my mom walked in. We went and we walked out of the psychologist's office and my mom was holding this big handbook. And um, I was like, you know, like when you're like 12 years old and your mom's crying, you think the whole world is ending. When you're 12 years old and your mom is crying and you think you're the reason that she's crying, you think the whole world is ending and you're the cause of it. So I was like, I have no idea what's happening. I don't know what's going on. Um, I just know that whatever's going on, it's really scary and it's really bad. I'm probably going to die. Like I was so sure that this was the end of the world. Um, and we got in the car and my mum cried and I had a look over at this book and it like I'd never heard of the word before. Um, and I, I didn't know what it was, I didn't know what it meant. Um, and the kind of whole car trip home was kind of silent. And then when we got home, I was like, Mum, what's going on? Thinking I had been diagnosed with bloody stage four cancer or something. And um she was like oh you have something called autism and then she kind of sat down and explained it to me and um she got over herself and was like it, it doesn't mean anything it's just the way that your mind works and and nothing has changed and nothing has caused this it's just this is, this is your brain um and my dad was like yeah like you know you are who you are and it's a, a word doesn't change who you are it's just now we have an understanding of it now we have a label for it um and I was like okay cool and I think once I had that understanding it was a lot easier to to find a sense of self and find a sense of identity and it wasn't always easy when you're 13 years old um I grew up in a very small town as well so everyone knew everyone um and you know like word got out to other kids my age that I was autistic and and they would treat it like it was a plague and they would make jokes about it and um I I didn't realize that was what the reaction was going to be because I'd never heard of autism before I didn't realize it was something that people would make fun of um because I was very proudly telling people I was like I'm autistic how cool is that and all these other kids had heard of the word before and I'm like that's weird that's gross why would you tell people that I had friends somebody they didn't want to be friends with me anymore because I was autistic um so it was a massive roller coaster like for the first part of it I was like this is great I have a sense of identity and then 
for a few months after that, I was like, oh, maybe this isn't great. Maybe being autistic is a really bad thing. Um, and then I got out of that mindset and, and got out of the, all those toxic people that were around me and, and then kind of came to the legitimate conclusion that this is my brain and this is who I am. And, and that does, doesn't mean it's a bad thing. It's, it's if anything, it's a superpower. Mm. How did you get the courage then to finally start your social media? So I started my blog. Um, I, I had a blog before I had anything else and it was done under a code name. And the only reason I, I wrote this blog is because in, in typical Gen Z style, I wanted to pour out my deepest, darkest feelings onto the internet, strangers. And um, I wanted to do it under a code name because no one wanted to know who I was. Um, and this code name was Princess Aspian. And I would just write on this blog. No one knew who I was. I didn't post pictures of myself. I didn't tell anyone where I lived. I just just poured my heart out on, on to the internet for strangers. And this blog kind of started getting a little bit of traction to it. And that's when people started writing back to me. Um, and after maybe six months, I had a mum email me and she said, hey, my son really needs to see what you're putting out there, but he's nonverbal and um, he's not going to sit down and listen to me read it for him. Do you think you could make a video of it? And I'd never really considered that before. And I was like, oh yeah, okay, we could try that. So I just put up a video on, on YouTube um, and on an unlisted link of me all pretty much reading, like reciting my blog post. Like I just kind of monologued my, my own blog post and um, I sent it to her and then she started sending it to her friends and I started seeing that this video was climbing up in views and I was like, well, I might as well put it on public then and see what happens. Um, and it got like uh, a couple, and for like 10 years ago, this was a, like a big thing for me. It got a couple thousand views in um, like a week. And I was like, oh, okay, this is something that people want to see. And that's kind of when I realized maybe this is something that is an important thing. No, no one else was talking about autism at this time. There was no other autistic YouTubers. There was no autistic content creators. I was, the, as far as I'm aware, I was the first person that was creating content about autism on the internet, um, particularly one that was autistic themselves. And um, people started um, responding to it and, and getting excited about the fact that there was an autistic person that was so actively talking about autism and I was kind of like oh damn this is this is a thing that people need to see I originally started doing it for myself and then I realized that um there are so many kids out there and so many parents out there who just need that extra support just need that extra person to go like hey man everything's gonna be fine and I didn't realize that person was me until I had all of these people responding back honestly like I've like as long as I've known you that's like kind of how I've seen you you're just like like your videos like are are such a comfort to me they like 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 I said earlier I think like I think I said this you you make me feel seen and like I feel heard when I like uh, like feel seen and heard um when I watch your video when I watch your TikToks I mostly I mostly like follow you on TikTok and stuff and um it's just so nice to like be like hey there are other people like me and they're like they're thriving they're doing great in life they have lives they're like there's people I can relate to. So maybe it's going to turn out all right for me. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Um, that makes me so happy. I'm so glad to hear that. And I, for, for a parent like me who, I mean, I, first of all, the whole backstory with Mia was that um, she was definitely concerned to tell me that she thought that she had autism. And, and of mm -hmm. course, I harbored such guilt that she had felt like she couldn't tell me this or that she thought that I was going to be, I don't know, what did you think I was going to be upset or I angry? Didn't think, I didn't know. I didn't know if I thought you were going to be upset. I just didn't know if you were going to like believe me. I didn't know if you were going to like, like, I didn't th I kind of thought you were going to be like, what? No, because maybe not. you don't seem like a typically autistic person. Is yeah, that why? Like, I grew up, like, um, my cousin is autistic. I grew up around him. He was, like, my main source of, like, autism knowledge growing up. So, like, sometimes, even, like, even when I was, like, little occasionally, I would be, like, um, I would be, like, like, I would, like, think something about myself. Be, like, hey, maybe I'm autistic like him. But then they'd be, like, no, I'm not. Like, I'm not my cousin. He's autistic. I'm not, you know, like. Little kid stuff, I guess. Like, yeah, I think that there's all these cookie cutter, quote unquote, you know, mm -hmm. um, uh, aspects that we all think of. And if somebody doesn't have it, we think, oh, that why they're not autistic. A hundred percent. Yeah. And that's hard as an as as a parent also, because even talking about it sometimes I think is so hard because 
we're so worried we're going to, number one, say the wrong thing or use the wrong terminology. So a lot of times I back off and don't even want to talk about it because I'm afraid of offending someone. Or So what do you say to people like that? Because I think I was nervous to talk about it with her at first because I was so worried about saying the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, it's a, it's a hard thing to talk about, I think, because like you said autism is so stigmatized and especially as a young woman it's like the struggles go up by tenfold because the only representation that we have of autism is um cisgender white men and that's the only stereotype that we have and it's always it's a stereotype that's wrong like I've never met an autistic person that's like any of these Hollywood stereotypes that we see um and then when you put that on top of the stereotypes that like psychologists and doctors like the people who say that they're professionals may bugger all about autism um which is why so many girls are misdiagnosed and why so many girls go for years of their life with with the wrong diagnosis and being diagnosed you know bpd or depressed or anxiety and stuff like that instead of, of autism um it's such a misunderstood condition where even the professionals of our field don't know about it so how can we expect parents to know about it and to be able to speak correctly about it when the information that they've been given has also been wrong um I think, and it's something that is changing. I think the fact that we have got so many different autistic influences now that are actually autistic and are speaking from a person first perspective rather than I've read this about, I've read about this in my fancy textbook sort of thing. Um, it's getting better and information, correct information is becoming a lot easier to source and access. Um, but I think the most important thing is like parents listen to your kids and like they know what they're talking about. Like I can guarantee they've probably done their research and they know their own minds better than anyone else does. Um, overall it's it's about acceptance and it's about understanding and it's about having an understanding that um autism isn't this big bag scary word that everyone thinks it is and it's and it's so much more misunderstood than than what people assume it actually is so what do you wish you had known when you were younger um about myself or about autism or just in general yeah in general I mean for parents going through it right now who suspect maybe that their kids have it but um, are can, you know are worried about taking the next steps like I said because of their if their child is stigmatized right and also to talk about it with their child because you know it's scary to sit down with your child and be like there's something quote unquote wrong with you um, even though that's not the way they're going to phrase mm-hmm. it when you when you think about that word the first thing that's going to come to a child's mind is oh no I'm different right okay um, first of all, I have so many parents come up to me and be like, I think my, my daughter's autistic. I think my son's autistic. I think my child's autistic. Um, oh, usually actually the u- usual terminology that uses, I think my child has autism. Um, and they usually will say it like, it's a really bad, scary thing. And they'll be like, when do I tell them? Or like, oh, like I want to go and get my child diagnosed, but my husband is scared of it. Or like, uh, my husband doesn't want them to get, to get diagnosed because they don't want them to be different. Or like, I don't want to tell my child they're autistic. I met a parent recently. We had a 15 year old who had been diagnosed as autistic for 10 years and the kid still didn't know and like the mom came up to me and was like really like oh like my kid's autistic and she doesn't know I'm like dude your child knows they're autistic your kid knows they're different saying that you're not going to tell um your child that they're autistic or that you don't want to take the next step in a diagnosis because you're scared of getting a diagnosis it's not like you're going to go into a center and get a sticker on your hands that you didn't have beforehand your child has always been autistic. Your child always will be autistic. And people that are like, oh, but I'm scared of the label. Your child also currently has labels on them. People label things. That's what the human species does. We label things. Um, and at the moment, the label isn't autism. The label is weird. The label is strange. The label is different. Um, the label is is usually going to be quite negative terms. Um, but other people are going to slap on your kid's face. And if you take that label away, and say, here's what you are instead, you're autistic, point blank, period, that's what it is. It takes away all of these other stigmas, all of these other labels. And I have so many parents that say to me like, oh, I don't want to label my kid. But like a label is going to be there regardless. You might as well give them the correct one so that they can have a firmer sense of identity and then give them the understanding autism isn't a bad thing. Our minds are magic. Our minds are so incredibly powerful and trying to say, oh, I don't want to tell my kid that they're autistic because it's a bad thing is ridiculous. The greatest minds of our world were autistic. So trying to say, oh, I don't want to tell my kid they're autistic. Like 
it doesn't make any sense to me. And I understand that there's a stigma behind it, but it's an incredibly wrong stigma that we need to get, get we need to get away from. And the only way that we can get away from it is by continuing to push the other correct narrative that there's nothing wrong with us. If anything, like we're the super generation, we're the ones that like we're the next step of evolution if that's the way you want to look at it like autistic brains are freaking incredible we just currently live in a world that doesn't cater towards us so it's really how all, all how the parent frames it when to themselves and to the kid yeah i know mm-hmm. um 100%. i know for sure if like i had been told like when i was younger like like in like sixth grade or something um like hey you're autistic i know i at first probably like i probably wouldn't have been like I probably would have been like, what? No, I can't be autistic. I don't act like that. I probably wouldn't have been a fan of the idea at first, but then over time, like, over time, I definitely, it would have made my life so much easier because middle school was, like, hell for me. Like, mm-hmm. I know as it was for, like, every other kid ever, but, like, it was hell. And I know that, like, a diagnosis, that would make everything so much easier because, like, um, like, when I was, like, sixth, when I was in, like, sixth grade, I was, like, oh, I'm different, and, um, obvious, and, like, other, I was, I entered this, like, total not like other girls phase, and I was, like, oh, Mm -hmm. I'm different than other girls, I'm, I must be better than them, because if I'm, because, like, if I'm not, that means I'm worse, because I'm not like them, so I must be different, which means I'm totally better, which means I'm better than all of you. (laughs) So what do you think would have helped about having a diagnosis? Maybe I would have been, like, Oh, so I'm different, but that doesn't, but. So you were trying to make it about better or worse, but it wasn't about better or worse. It was just about about different. Yeah. So that would have helped you know to know that it wasn't about better or worse. You were, your brain just worked differently. Yeah. I, I always thought like at that point that there was like something missing. There was something wrong with me. I've always thought there was like something wrong with me. Like, um, there was a point, like, when I started thinking about this stuff where I thought it was, like, going insane, you know? Like, when I started thinking about all this, I thought it was, like, going insane, just, like, kind of going crazy because, like, I thought that there was something wrong with me and I was, like, starting to figure it out, but I thought that there was no way this could be going on with me. Mm. I thought that, like, there's no way, there was, like, no way I could be like that for whatever reason. I don't know. Okay, that breaks my heart. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with you. You're wonderful. Thank you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. But I, I think that that's one of the things that's so hard for parents is that we're, that does hold us back, that it's a label. And it's really hard because you, you feel like you want to protect your child. So it's almost like you think that by not giving them the label, you're protecting them. Mm-hmm. When it's Which really kind of the opposite. Absolutely. Right. Right. If there is something you could say, like any, like all neurotypical people, like anyone listening to this, like even like from like parents to just like anyone. Do you want to explain what neurotypical and neurodivergent are? Sorry, because I hear you guys using those terms and I don't know if everybody knows what they mean. Mainstream, is that what it is? Kind of people who are just mainstream. And neurodivergent is people who are somewhere on the spectrum. Well, not just on the spectrum. So autism, ADHD, Tourette's. Um, dyslexia I think there's a lot of different um, examples of what neurodivergency is but it's basically anyone who has a mind that works out of the typical out of the norm Mm -hmm. so I'm sorry what were you saying Mia um so if there's anything you could say like anyone like and all neurotypical people what would you like want to say like, understand that different doesn't mean less and that just because we have a different operating system it doesn't mean that we are worth any less it doesn't mean that we deserve any less it doesn't mean that who we are is any less than you um every single one of us is different every single one of us were created and put in this world to be different and to to be used for a different purpose um and it's not fair that at the moment we have a percentage of those people that are different being bullied and being ridiculed and being belittled because of who they are um 
our world was created for everyone and at the moment it's not simply because of the way the society sees autism and sees neurodivergency as a whole um it's it's time that we start seeing it as what it is it's a superpower it's a different mindset it's a different operating system and as soon as we start to see that and as soon as um, the neurotypical society and the wider community starts to see that it's simply a different operating system and we can use this for the benefit of our society um until that happens our world isn't going to change Mm-hmm. And what do you think parents can do in their households and everything? Because I think a lot of times we don't buy books about autism for our kids unless they have a diagnosis. And we don't talk mm-hmm. about it much until there's, you know, the, the friend who has it or the cousin who has it or something. I really don't know that it's something that we include readily into our households, movies and mm-hmm. TikTok accounts and everything. So what would you say to parents about that who maybe do just have right now you know, neurotypical children and aren't dealing with autism, but eventually are go- these kids are going to be in schools with these other children mm-hmm. and we can prepare them and make it so that there's there's no bullying and there's total acceptance and they embrace them. A hundred percent. I think it's the same as anything. And it is definitely becoming a lot more common now to understand what autism is. Um, 10 years ago, autism was not a word that people knew of. And the, the examples that people did know of autism were very, very stigmatized and very disgusting. Um, nowadays, most people have heard of autism and most people know what autism is to an extent. And I think a lot of it is, it's definitely a worldwide thing. It's something that everyone needs to do to make sure that everyone is able to understand it. Um, and, you know, it starts with media, it starts with social media, it starts with um, the inclusion of autistic characters in, in film and TV um, and, and mainstream media um, and not the stigmatised versions of them, like having, you know, TV show characters that just so happen to be autistic, just like how you have a character that just so happens to be gay or just so happens to be black or just so happens to be whatever it is. Um, you need a character that just so happens to be autistic. Um, and, you know, you see those examples like Julia and Sesame Street, great example for little kids who may never have heard of autism before and now just one of them up it's just happens to be autistic and they learn about it from a young age um and I think it's not even necessarily because you know there's so many there's so many different types of different in the world there's it's not necessarily going to be a reason um for most parents to talk to their kids specifically about autism so I'm, I'm, I don't know if it's necessarily a an autism based thing that people need to go hey let's sit down and talk about autism but more so a hey let's sit down and talk about differences let's sit down and talk about the way that our world works and the way that every single one of us is different and this is how this person's mind works and this is how this person's mind works and we need both of those minds to create a perfect universe um and yeah i think that's really important that it's not necessarily let's talk about autism it's let's talk about difference and let's talk about acceptance where do you like to get most of your information from because i know you're such a source of information for everybody else now and you give so much education to people and in such an entertaining and relatable way <laughs> where do you get your stuff from honestly my brain like most of the stuff that i've learned has been from my brain has been from my mates that are autistic has been from other experiences has been from other autistic creators um has just been it's it's mostly life-based experience and I think that's the difference and I think that's why I'm able to grow and why people choose to listen to me because I have a I have person-first experience you can't learn this sort of stuff from a textbook man I I didn't go to freaking Harvard for 10 years and and learn about autism from other people and then have like third person fourth person fifth person experience I am autistic I know my brain better than anyone else in this world I know autism better than anyone else in this world it isn't autistic because it's me um so everything that I get and everything that I understand and I, I speak about things that are um you know more diagnosis criteria and diagnosis based and I and I get that from the psychologists that I work with um and people that are close to me that are professionals and have studied various um types of neurodiversity and stuff um but overall, the majority of it is just, I've been on this earth for nearly 24 years. I know my brain, man. Like, I think that's where I kind of get the majority of my stuff from. Yeah, I have to say, um, you, like, you've been, like, impressed with, like, the research I've done on autism. But I'd be lying if I said, like, I can recall, like, an actual, an article that I've re- read or, like, a book or something like that. All of the, like, all of the big information I got has come from t- TikTok, mainly, mm-hmm. like, from, like, Chloe and from like Paige Lale and stuff you like the two of you have been like my main sources of autism honestly I'd rather it come from you than like from any like article or from like or like from any tv show because all of pretty much all of the autism representation I have seen has like majorly like sucked like 
um, like shows like Atypical. Like I love that show, but I only watch it for like Casey and Izzy, like the couple mm-hmm. on it. Um, like I like I watch that show for them. Cause I don't watch it for the autistic character because that's not a representation of actual autism. He's not even played by like an an autistic man. Like, and those shows like um, The Good Doctor and like Community, like like they're autistic characters are like somewhat realistic but they're not played by autistic people so that just takes away all of the all of the realism from it they won't cast us with like people who are us you know mm-hmm. absolutely and I think that's it and I, I've learned so much I only got diagnosed with ADHD when I was 22 and that was a whole new identity journey once again um and a lot of the stuff that I learned has been from TikTok and I'm still learning about ADHD on and autism every single day and a lot of the information I get is from TikTok these like 15 second videos where I was like oh my god I do that oh I didn't know that was an ADHD thing or like oh my god that's literally me oh I thought that was just what everyone did um or like these these feelings and these emotions that I would have and I'd be like oh my god I thought there was something wrong with me that's just ADHD okay cool and you you know you're getting it from relatable entertaining content you're getting it from people that are similar ages to you um rather than old men in suits who are going to sit there and and tell you about your brain um TikTok is an amazing platform. It's, you know, people Absolutely. don't realize it's so much more than like Charlie D'Amelio dancing. Like it's like such an incredible platform um, that honestly has been such an intense form of education um, for the past couple of years now. Yeah. Um, when I started, when I found myself on like autistic TikTok, when I started looking at autistic TikTok, um, I noticed so much of myself just like, whoa, whoa, that's a lot there. Cause like I started seeing stuff about like special interests, like about stimming, like just like everything in general, because I saw so much of that in myself. And some of it I didn't even notice in myself until like I started like doing research and stuff. Like I hadn't even realized like these things about myself. I didn't even realize like that the stuff that I was like, that was just like too much to me. I didn't even realize it was too much to me until it was like, oh my god, that's why I do that when that thing happens, you know, that's why I get mm-hmm. so angry when my dogs start, when my dogs start, start barking, or, like, when I get so angry at my brother when he just, like, starts, like, drumming and stuff, like, drumming his fingers and stuff, like, um, you know, that's why I get, like, that's why I have this response, and this has been explained to me by people who are living this out, and they they know what they're talking about. I guess that's just kind of where I fit. I don't know. I'm sorry if I was kind of rambling, but like, no, that's okay. Yeah. The special interest is hard. Yeah. It's hard because a lot of kids have obsessions with things, right? I mean, people, Mm -hmm. you know, kids have obsessions with, with certain, you know, I mean, when they're younger, you know, construction sites and, you know, and for, and, kids with, with certain shows and movies, watching the same thing over and over again. So it can be a difficult thing to discern and to decide, is, is, this, is this just a regular, you know, fixation of growing up? And, or is this something that's more? Um, so it's, it's a tough thing, I think, for parents to decipher, you know, what, what, where's the line? Yeah, and I think there's a lot of different things, like, you can see like my biggest hyperfixation as a kid was the Titanic and I, I'm still hyperfixated on that I'm obsessed with Titanic I have like my whole bookshelf is just Titanic books I have like a Titanic print like I'm I have a necklace that's like a replica of one of the ones from the Titanic like I'm so obsessed with the Titanic um and you can tell when there's a difference between a kid that really likes me and a kid that is hyper focused and it's when it's their special interest um when I was 10 my birthday present was going to a Titanic exhibition in in Australia and um we went to the exhibition and I was just fixated on it. I was like, this is the best day of my life. And um, there's like, there was a huge board there that had the names of all the passengers on them. And I read the board and I was like, this information's wrong. And my mum was like, what, what are you talking about? Wait, what's going on? Like you're 10 years old, what the heck are you talking about? Um, and I was like, this is wrong. And she goes, okay, how? And I told her um, the, the names and the spelling of the names is, is wrong. It's this is incorrect. This is, and I have like, I've being autistic, um, I have always had, autistic people have an intense heart for social justice and intense heart for right and wrong. Like this, we don't have gray areas. We have, this is right and this is wrong. Um, and I wasn't going to let this slide. I wasn't going to be like, oh, it's fine. Like it's spelling error. It's okay. Whatever. I was like, this is wrong. And this is incorrect to the passenger. This is, this isn't respecting them. Um, 
these so-called researchers have done their research wrong and I'm not going to stand for it. And I had the most, I had the worst social anxiety at this point. And my special interest and my intense obsession with the Titanic um, was like social anxiety can see you later. I need, I have a job to do right now. And I marched up to one of the people who were working there and I was like, your information is wrong. And she probably looked at me like, what the hell are you going on about? You're te- well, who are you? And I told her, I was like, your information is wrong. I need to speak to someone about it. And I did. And um, the person who was like, you know, helping run it was like, oh, okay. Like, we'll look into it. And I was like, good, like, make sure you do. You know, what about my merry little day? And everything was groovy. And um, we got a call from them or an email or something um, like two weeks later. And it was from the exhibition saying, hey, recently your daughter came up to us and yelled at us telling us that our information was wrong. She was correct. Here are free tickets. Oh my God. I remember your video about that. That was like, (laughs) Like, that's the difference, man. Like a special interest in like, kids get obsessed over things but they don't get obsessed to the point where they're going to rack off and talk to a fully grown adult to tell them their entire exhibition is wrong because they noticed the spelling of a name was incorrect um and like special interests are so intense and will like stay with this person um you can you can usually tell and obviously there's a lot of different little aspects of these special interests or aspects of playing and aspects of how a mind works um you can't diagnose autism because of a special interest, but if it's that intense, it's a good, it's a good reference. And obviously that on top of everything else, like you go, okay, yeah, like there's a lot of little dots here. I wish that for modern gents, these ads, that I could just have all of the messages that I have gotten from all of you who have bought their rings, thanking us for introducing you to this company and this brand because, oh my gosh, again and again and again, so many of you say the same thing, that you just can't even believe how gorgeous these rings are, the price of them, the quality, everything about this company is so incredible. Modern Gents' goal is to make it so that couples spend their money on travel and experiences and less on a rock on your finger. That's why they created conflict-free, handcrafted, affordable wedding and engagement rings. Also, during pregnancy, your fingers can swell and you can't fit in your regular engagement ring? No problem. Order your size from Modern Gents and wear your ring until your other ring fits again. I just always get messages from people saying, I'm so skeptical. I want to order it, but does it really look like it does in the picture? I am promising you, yes, it really, really does. All of their rings are made with high quality materials and are handcrafted with precision. They provide not only an affordable ring, but a ring that will stand the test of time. My favorite part is that they're made from conflict-free materials, high quality diamond stimulants. Modern Gents has over 100,000 happy customers and 9,000 positive reviews. Head to modgents.com and put in promo code martinis18 for 18% off. That's modgents, M-O-D-G-E-N-T-S, Dot com promo code martinis18 for 18% off your purchase of $25 or more. Go check it out right now. You're going to love it. Yeah, I know that I know like when I was a kid, I was like I got very into like a lot of stuff like like um and like I've been like slowly finding my way back to it like as I grow up like as mm-hmm. I like start to figure this out about myself, like I start to accept like, hey, it's okay that I kind of like still like these things from my childhood. Cause like mm-hmm. the things I liked in my childhood were obviously like childish things like Monster High dolls and like ever after, like just like dolls in general and like mm-hmm. like bands like Big Time Rush and like cartoons. And like, I've just been getting super into that kind of stuff lately. Like all of my favorite shows now are cartoons and like I've been rewatching all this stuff from my childhood. Like right now I'm like binging Big Time Rush, like, which is, like, from my childhood. And I'm, like, letting myself get into it the way I did when I was a kid, like, the way I never would have allowed myself to if I if I was in middle school. I mean, because it was not age-appropriate and cool, you wouldn't have let yourself. Yeah, like, when I was in eighth grade, I got rid of all my dolls. And, like, now I, I kind of regret that, you know? And I'm, like, letting myself regret that. And, like, it's okay that, like, I kind of want to get back into this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you definitely, yeah, I feel like there's an acceptance that has come with you and and even a pride I think that you feel from almost now being part of this community is would you say that yeah definitely like I like I just I just want to get diagnosed like really badly but I'm also so scared that like there is that the results will like come back negative I guess negatively I guess or like 
I don't know. For some reason, I've kind of, I don't know why, I just, like, attached myself to this label. And, like, it's just, like, it's just become so important to me. And, like, I, I don't know what I, I will do if I don't get diagnosed. I mean, like, I know if it, it's not the end of the world if I don't. But it's just, like, something that would help me so much. It's just, like, yeah, something that's, it's something that, like, I'm finally beginning to under, understand myself. Yeah, and mm-hmm. as a parent, this is something. You know, this could be a whole different episode. But as a parent, when she was growing up, we would always see certain things. But yet, she was this thriving, you know, kid who was doing well, and 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 there were always differences. Um, but she definitely checks a lot of those boxes. But yet, we always said she's doing well she's doing okay and and uh, and I guess I thought sort of a label won't change anything but what I wasn't thinking of well maybe it'll change something for her and that never Mm -hmm. even occurred to me which obviously now I I'm you know I'm so frustrated with myself for but I think I was looking at it at the at from the perspective of she's doing great just let her keep doing great when when in the back of my mind I always knew that there was something that wasn't, you know, I guess neurotypical. Yeah, and then I started not doing great, and things kind of just like kind of like, right. like went super downhill, and it just like it needed to become a conversation. And I'm not gonna lie, I like kind of resented you a little bit, like yeah, when you, like, I'm sure when you told me like, oh yeah, I know you're, I know you're autistic. Like, yeah, I did not. I just didn't. I did. I think I didn't understand that it would change anything because she was already doing okay. Um, but mm-hmm. I love that you're both, you know, Mia's 15. You said you were 22 when you just got diagnosed with ADHD. You were 13 when you got diagnosed with autism. And I just, I feel like I love that because I think people get to a certain age and they're sort of like, well, it's too late now. Oh my goodness. I met a man who was 85 and had just been diagnosed autistic. That's so and sad. Like, yeah. Like, and he, you mean it's sad he that he went that to, whole time not knowing. Yeah. yeah. That's obviously. Yeah. He yeah. came up to a presentation I did once and he, um, he had tears in his eyes and he was like, I, it took me 85 years to be diagnosed and it, I now know who I am. Like it's, there's no such thing as being too late. If any, like, and obviously the earlier you can do it, but which is another point to make, like, like I said before, like don't hold it back from your kids. Your kids know that they're different they need to know more than anyone. Um, the fact that this guy was 85 and for the first time in 85 years felt peace because he knew who he was. Um, if if you think there might be something going on, if you think your kid might be neurodivergent, don't hold back, don't wait, don't worry and stress about it. Get them diagnosed. They're neurodivergent whether or not you know it. You might as well know it. So you have an understanding of how to best help your child. And so your child has an understanding of who they are. Yeah, I sometimes I wonder like, what I would be like now if I had been diagnosed at that age because like mm-hmm. I feel like I would probably like I feel like maybe like I wouldn't have so much shame around so many areas maybe society like wouldn't have have so much hold on me like um like my need for labels to be in order to be comfortable maybe I would still have that maybe I wouldn't maybe I would like be a totally different person maybe I would like mm-hmm. Maybe I would actually be doing a bit better in school, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't mean to be, like, making you feel bad about No, it, no. It, listen, this, I know it's a conversation that we need to have. How do you feel, Chloe, that you, you're treated now in the in by people when they find out you're – do you feel like it's gotten better or do you feel like you're still sometimes stigmatized or bullied? Um, I think there's still a lot of misconceptions around it and I'm lucky in the fact that majority of my job is, is autism. So like it comes up very easily in conversation for me. Um, you know, the first thing that people ask when they meet you is, Oh, what do you do as a job? And, um, I say, Oh, I work as an autism advocate. Oh, why? Oh, I'm autistic. Oh, interesting. Um, and just like, interesting. Yeah. Like people aren't as stupid as they used to be, but there's still some stupid comments that you get. Um, Oh, you don't look autistic. Uh, Oh, I didn't think you were autistic. How, how can you be autistic? Oh, but you seem so normal. Oh, but you can speak to me. Oh, but you made eye contact with me during this conversation. They have these really weird stigmas of what autism is without actually understanding that autism is none of what you guys expect it to be and what you guys think it is. Um, They're called stereotypes for a reason. It's because for the majority of the time, it's, it's not real. It's, it's based on stereotypes that Hollywood have told us and that media have told us and that the news has told us Um, and original, you know, original research, which has now been proven to be false has taught us like um, 
there's still times where people I, I if you have a look at my TikTok account every second bloody comment is oh she's faking it she can't actually be autistic oh she doesn't speak for real autistic people like shut up you don't know me that um, pisses me off so like, much I because like yeah. I see the comments and I'm like I know I can't fight all of these people I know it won't make I know it like won't really make I know like there's not much I can't do I can do I know I can't fight every person but it's just like it hurts to see as like a young girl who looks up to you so much and like I just like I know I like know that like I know that you're autistic but like I don't know how to make these people like be like oh wow I see your point um, and that's it and the thing is they're trolls like these people I get so many they just want a reaction that, that's exactly it and there was a period of time where I had um several TikTok accounts that were dedicated to making videos about me and trying to like debunk me that's um as being oh. autistic and and debunk me as as all of these things that I was talking about and um it hurt like some some of the comments would hurt and they'd be like oh she's not autistic she has this instead and here's proof that she has this and um she's lying to you she's making money and uh, I don't know all this sort of weird stuff um and you get over it eventually like when you've been doing like I've been doing this for since I was 18 and like over time you you learn to understand that these people don't actually matter um there's a lot of people in the world and not everyone's going to like you and you have to kind of grow to understand that that's okay because you look at this one comment who says she's faking it and here's proof and or um you're not really autistic or like I don't like you or you know stuff like this and you know you look at the one comment that says that and then the like 500 comments that are beautiful and full of like so much love and like saying um like you know like what you were saying before and like it's like you look at those stuff and it's like okay here's why I do it this these comments they don't matter like you can you know whatever that stuff yep. doesn't matter anymore yeah plus like you know like these people are like taking time out of their day to be like oh she, she's not autistic here's why you know they there's something going on with them that like they're like projecting onto you that you guys a hundred percent yeah a hundred percent none of these people actually have a hatred for the person I think it's a lot more in depth and a lot more embedded and there's probably some weird sort of psychology around it but it's we yeah, don't need to get into that that that's their business yeah like exactly their their opinions their reactions other people don't affect me anymore I'm autistic I don't care about other people <laughs> like, like right what you're me. doing is so so good that's the whole crazy thing is why is anybody it's you know it's got to come from some kind of internal uh, you know uh, self-esteem issues on their on their part do you think it's getting mm -hmm. better for girls uh, because I know in the past there has been s we've been so lacking in information about autism in girls and even I, I just learned recently, Mia told me that it's lighted up blue for because autism was always associated with boys that now mm -hmm. they're trying to change it to red. Yeah, red instead. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so there's two different ones. So there's red instead or Australia has um, yellow for autistic girls, um, oh, like which that. was started by an organization called Yellow Ladybugs, which is um, an organization for young autistic girls. Um and yeah there's there's a couple of different things light and up blue first of all is because of boys second of all was um i'm not sure if it was created but it was popularized by autism speaks which is um an incredibly intensely awful hate group um that pretend that they speak for autistic people but actually are, um very much into eugenics and very much into um stigmas and very much into vaccines with autism and very much into we don't actually care about autistic people uh let's kind of get rid of them um and a lot of the stuff that we know about autism puzzle piece logos and and light it up blue and all that stuff was heavily popularized by autism speaks and the autistic community ones nothing to do with it um but once again is why autistic voices are so important because now people are choosing to listen to us um and now that our voices are being heard instead of being silenced we have the ability to say this is wrong we don't want this to be our representation here's what representation actually means Mm. Yeah, um I know like as an autistic girl I've um I told someone I know who has autism um and I I told him I told them hey I'm in the process of like possibly being diagnosed and um and just like yeah and they were like oh you well if you have autism it's very mild you know like they were, <laughs> if you have autism it's very mild and I was like I didn't know how to respond to that, so I didn't say anything. I just didn't want conflict. I hate conflict. That's a lot of, I think that's that's a lot, what a lot of people think, that there's this scale of mild to obviously 
quote unquote yes. severe and that and that that's what the spectrum is mild to severe when really that's not how it goes or how people want to be identified no so autism is a spectrum but it's not a spectrum as in you're a little bit autistic and you're very autistic it's not a linear line where one part of the line is a little bit a little bit of autism and like mildly autistic and the other part is like oh you're really autistic that doesn't exist um that's not that's not a thing the autism spectrum is i i call it like a like a color palette where every single autistic person is a different color and these colors represent our likes and our interests and our struggles and 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 our quirks and every single person is going to have a different one of these colors um low functioning and high functioning autism does not exist and i know that that's a massive thing that a lot of parents really really dwell on they're like oh my kid's autistic but it's okay because they're only it's high functioning autism or um, if, you know, they want the pity vote, they'll be like, oh, my child has low-functioning autism. And, you know, they make it like, you know, like it's like a B and all and end all sort of thing. And it's not. Um, uh, low-functioning, high-functioning autism does not exist. High-functioning fun- uh, labels were entirely created um, for the benefit of the outsider looking in, going like, oh, you have capitalistic value to me. You appear um, normal to me. You are what I deem as normal enough to function in society, you aren't. Um, functioning labels are just don't don't make any sense to me and aren't a thing that autistic people use um, and aren't a thing that we should be using. Uh, functioning labels were also originally created by Hans Asperger, who was a Nazi, um, and it was his his idea. Of, and I know this is like, whoa, like let's just like talk all this smack all at once. But like it's something that people don't realize is such an intense thing. Um, you know he created these labels to say like you are worthy you aren't um function labels are disgusting and the fact that we're still using them is absolutely revolting it's yeah it's not a thing that people should be using um autism is a spectrum but it's a color spectrum and not a linear line spectrum i'd be lying if i said i'd never i didn't really project these like i didn't really project like these ideas like onto myself you know like um like sometimes like all like well all the time really I'm just like questioning like oh do I really have autism or is it just like Mm -hmm. do I really have autism or am I just like do I just like want to be like different do I just do I just want to be like quirky even though like I know like that's not like really how it is like um but like I'll like project all like projecting onto myself because like oh you don't do this or that you must not be autistic when I know like just because I'm autistic doesn't mean I, mean I display every autistic behavior. Just because someone is on one part of the spectrum doesn't mean uh-huh. I share that part. Like, um, I can tolerate certain things others can't, but I know that some people can tolerate things that I can't. Like, Absolutely. Dude, imposter syndrome is such a massive part of being autistic, especially for autistic women. Um, yeah, imposter syndrome is a massive thing that I would say the majority of us has gone through where it's like, I'm not autistic enough. And the reason we believe that is because of this um, invisible linear line that people believe that we have. And because all of the traits that we know of autism are overstigmatized and characterized to what, to men. Um, when first And first of all, most of those characteristics aren't even correct in the first place, regardless of what your gender is. Um, so as a young woman who's autistic you see all these things that go maybe i'm faking it and also because as women we're always being told that um who we are is wrong and you know our opinions are wrong and and what we understand of the world is wrong um so or you know like oh we're not good enough or whatever so of course one of our initial instincts is going to be maybe i'm making this up maybe i'm using this for clout maybe i'm using this um to pretend that i'm something that i'm not and that's ridiculous it's not it's not the way that the world is it's not the way that we are um autism isn't a one-size-fits-all um yeah I know another problem I've always had is like with masking because like that's something I'm so used to that like I've literally been like hiding behind it for so long that I didn't even realize that like I was faking anymore you know like do you want to explain what masking is masking is like when you like put on like a when you put on like a different behavior like to like appear appeal to others like to appeal to others like to to try to blend in with the neurotypical folk um Mm -hmm. that's a problem i've always had and something i I still do but like it's 
it's also like it's also like a safety blanket you know it's something i have i feel like i have to keep it close it's something i have to do and what okay so everybody who's listening right now every listener for each of you i'm going to have each of you say what what do you want each person to take away and maybe start doing when it comes to the the autistic community and everything that they they haven't been doing before Understand that different doesn't mean less. Understand that who we are is exactly who we're supposed to be. There is nothing wrong with us. There is nothing um, strange about us. There is nothing that you need to be scared of with autism. Autism is beautiful. Autism is wonderful. Autism is a superpower. Um, our greatest minds were autistic. And it's time that we start seeing it for what it is. It, we need to start seeing autism as this incredible different mindset instead of seeing it as something that is something to be feared of. Um, who we are is exactly who we're supposed to be and the sooner that we start to understand that the sooner that our society and that our world can continue to grow and shape into the way that it needs to be I love that Mia do you want to add anything um let's see uh I don't know just like shut the hell up and let autistic people speak I guess like period queen absolutely (laughs) oh my god I'm gonna cry you just called me queen oh my god sorry wait you need to elaborate a little bit more because when you said shut the hell up I was sort of like wait what and then I was sort of like oh okay so so let autistic people speak what does that mean like let us play our own roles let us like let us don't speak over us like let us talk let us like share our experiences like just like let us live our lives and stop treating us like stop treating us like babies stop treating us like you know like wild creatures who you don't understand instead of actually trying to understand us like neurotypical people stop listening to autistic autism speak stop listening to shows where like the care where the autistic characters aren't played by autistic people and if you listen to sia so help me god i will beat you up i don't care who you are <laughs> sia yeah the like the you i oh didn't realize it. i i don't even i didn't know this was a thing so sia is bad absolutely oh. have you not I've, i i feel like i've told you i don't think sia, so yeah. but now i know okay I'm, t- I'm i'm deleting her from my playlist and so can you tell everybody where to find you? Because every single person needs to follow you on TikTok. I don't care if they are on the spectrum or not on the spectrum. Every single person. <laughs> and also, I want to say to parents a little bit, because I, I do know that there are parents who don't let their kids on TikTok or anything. But there is this whole side of it that is so amazing and that mm-hmm. really has changed Mia's life and changed your life. Um, so, I, you know, I think that there obviously is lots of sides to TikTok that maybe aren't great, but there is so much wonderful stuff out there, too. So tell everybody where to find you and because everyone needs to. <laughs> You can find me at, at Princess Aspian and all social media, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Twitter. Don't follow me on Twitter. I just cry about One Direction. Um, <laughs> all social media platforms, um, Princess Aspian. You can find all of my stuff there. I talk about autism. I talk about mental health. I talk about ADHD. I talk about my life as a neurodivergent person um, and how we can create a world that is better for all of us. That's awesome. I, we cannot thank you enough for doing this. Literally, I, I'm sorry. I just, I love you so much. This has been such... An amazing opportunity when I heard that you were going to be on the podcast. I was like in tears. I was just like, and I was going to be able to talk to you. Like, yeah, I I said to her, if you could have one person come on the podcast who you could talk to about this, who would it be? And you were the like only name that she mentioned. She, so, um, so this was, you really, you just, you know, you you did something really spectacular. Um, so we both thank you. And um, and if we're ever in Australia, we'll come Dude, surfing come with you. Over. I'll take you surfing. I'll take oh you surfing. Come out and ride my horses. Like, let's oh, that sounds amazing. I mean, yes, please. As soon as this is all done, all this as soon as we're al- as soon as Americans stop being stupid and we're like allowed back in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> all right, thank you so much, Chloe.
mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com